welcome back to Love, Life, and Legacy, the podcast dedicated to helping you navigate these hypersexualized times. And in today's episode, Benji and I go off on a very interesting and crucial topic that you're going to want to understand and execute in your life if you want lasting joy and happiness. And that is the internal nature to sexuality. You see, if you get any education at all in the realm of sex, it's always to do with the mechanics and never to do with the meaning and the deeper nuance and the spice of life, which is internal, your emotions, your spirituality. And so we're going to talk about how that plays into sex and how you can find rhythms in your life, whether you're a single person or whether you're in a relationship, in order to really get the most out of the internal nature that we have within us and how that pertains to sex. So if this sounds like the coolest episode in the world or not, whether, regardless, trust me, this episode is important. Listen, learn, grow. Happy to see you back. Welcome back, everybody. Andrew Love here, along with Benji. Benjamin. What we do matters now since we're the videos, we're going to use the videos. Yeah, we're repurposing for YouTube. That's right. All of our gesticulations will be documented for posterity. Today, we're going to talk about internal sexuality because we always talk about sex and people often talk about porn and even advocate for porn. Thinking about humanity as a very one-dimensional being, that we're just animals that just have sexual desires and they kind of leave it at that. They just kind of package it, say, see, and then most people just thoughtlessly agree with that. Like, yeah, we're animals. So therefore, when we want sex, we should have sex. And you're completely ignoring the internal reality of a human, which is obviously far more important. Right. Because that's like that connects us to our sense of purpose, our sense of belonging, our sense of connection, all these things that actually make life enjoyable and rich. And you're not factoring that in at all. So how does the internal play into sexuality? How does that work? And what does spiritual sex look like versus just physical sex or emotional or mental? I guess those are the dimensions that we typically Mm. tackle. So bonjour. Have you ever thought about this? So, Uh, Andrew, no, I haven't. Well, I think about this stuff all the time because I am so sensitive to environment and to people, to emotional stuff. And so if I don't get a good grip on how this stuff works, how it operates in my life, then I'm a mess. So I've really come to the conclusion that if a couple has too many encounters of physical sex alone, without the emotion, without any sense of spiritual connection, they are actually putting a crevice in between each other. It's like the more sex they have heartlessly without spirit, the more that they're going to feel estranged from each other and feel like alienated from each other. And I've seen that occur time and again. It's like, well, we're having a lot of sex, but I just don't feel close. And it's because you're seeing sex as the end instead of the means, which is it's a means to intimacy, ideally. Mm. It's meant to bring us closer. And what is intimacy? It's a sense of closeness that's perceived through emotion, through spirit. So, and I've seen that very recently in my own life is like, if my wife and I have any semblance of like a dry spell and I'm like, Hey, can you just hook a brother up just to, you know, get on by, you know, like throw me some change. (laughs) And if she acquiesces, it kind of like, yeah, well, that's what it feels like sometimes. And so if that ever happens and she acquiesces Mm because she wants us to both be happy and if, you know, but if she's just doing it to please me, but she's not into it, it's completely devoid of meaning. You know, it's like eating Chinese food, they say. Not to harp on Chinese food, <laughs> but like that, what Chinese food used to be. So back yeah. in the 80s, there was no Thai food in America. There's no pho restaurants. Not like there are now. No sushi. 
nothing like that. It was just like Chinese food. And a lot of them were really cheap. And you would go there and you'd eat a ton and then you'd walk away. That was the old joke. It's like five minutes after you eat a meal at a Chinese restaurant, you're hungry again. Same thing is true when you have like heartless sex. It doesn't really fill you up of the nutrients that you're looking for. So Benji, now throwing it back to you, people have had their fill of me. Can you think, relate I, to that on any level? Like, have you had instances in your life or have you heard other people that have had instances where they've had physical sex, but it was devoid of the richness of the internal self yeah. and it creates, created some sort of problem? Well, first, I just want to say, I think we grew up in different decades. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm, I'm a decade older. I'm a 90s. Right? You're an 80s kid, right? I'm a 90s kid. So my junk food is McDonald's. Bro, we had McDonald's. McDonald's has been around since... I know, but it's like McDonald's is not the worst thing. And there's a lot of junk food, but it's like we always harp on McDonald's in the 90s as being... Because I think like we had documentaries and things come out at the time. Yeah. Anywho. Yeah, I resonate with that. I can share from personal experience. I mean, this is really a deep topic that you basically won't find any much information online. It's actually quite hard to find the meaning of internal sex, the meaning of committed relationships. For me and my relationship with my wife, she is very much the internal person. And I thank God, I thank the universe for it. Because if she was like me, and she was just ready to go and have sex whenever, or in the other sense, if she was just, like you were saying, said yes, kind of out of diligence and obligation, even though she wasn't feeling it, I think we would be in a very dire ditch in our relationship. I think we would really suffer. But thank God, even though it was so hard for most of our blessing, we struggled in this area where I wanted to be more intimate, but she wasn't feeling internally, emotionally connected with me most of the time. For various reasons, we don't have to get into that. But in the end, she follows her heart, right? My wife, she follows her heart. I think this is something that some people do really well and some people don't do well, but she followed her heart no matter what. Maybe it's a female trait. I'm not sure, no, <laughs> but no, I'm just no. ready to Men go. have hearts. Don't start rumors. We do, but okay, let's just say it's a Hitoe trait, all right? Maybe some <laughs> of you can resonate with this regardless of man or woman, right? So Hitoe like, as a person or Hitoe as like an idea, a metaphor? A metaphor. Who is of, the Hitoe in your life? She, Hitoe is the internal person. She's a characteristic of the internal person that values quality over quantity always, every time, and follows her heart no matter what. And she won't but unless she's feeling it. She loves singing. But as soon as I like pull out the guitar and be like, hey, Hito, I sing a song. She's like, nope, <laughs> she's not doing it. Because she doesn't budge unless she's feeling it, you know, from inside of her. That's what she said. But um, <laughs> little Sammy joke. He's having a good moment. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Joke. But I thank God for her. I mean, like literally years of our blessing was just this pain point in our relationship is not in our in our body is that I was trying to go full speed ahead 100 miles an hour while she was not feeling the internal connection and connectivity first that's and foremost it. and I didn't provide that and that's not her like that's our that's us I never realized that until until I did right <laughs> until I took action on it but it was really just me trying to force something that was unnatural and I thank God I really honest to God I thank her that she was like that and now it's like we're talking about internal sex even just a few days ago, right? Like 180 degree, like now we can have our intimate, this is getting a little raunchy for you guys who are single, I think, but we had an internal lovemaking session where it was just like really passionate and not like porn passionate, like that kind of like, it was just, you could feel like the spirit and you could kind of connect with each other and it was just selfless, right? That's the yeah. point. It was selfless sex and not selfish sex. And I've been on the end of selfish sex so many times with my relationship with my wife or through masturbation. It's just like when you act like that, you have no desire to give 
You have no desire to even think about the other person. And when you're in that state, the feeling afterwards is not, I'm on top of the world. Where'd you go? Like, that's how you feel. And if you have a genuine internal relationship, you yeah. feel that afterwards. You feel like the next day you're just on fire. You're connected. You're ready to go. But if you're selfish, your feeling is what, guys? It's deflated, literally and figuratively. <laughs> you're deflated, right? You're just like, ah, oh, I did it again. I'm just using, you know, my sexual organ for myself as opposed to selflessly. Yeah, I hear you. That brings up a lot because if you think about it, in every kind of Power Rangers, there's also a show back in the day called Voltron, which they yes, remade in I know it. Netflix. And it's this idea of they're only really powerful when they combine forces. That's when they can take on the big demons. And it seems like the way that you describe sexuality is similar where if you're just one person alone. And even if you're in the act of sex, but you're not really together with the person emotionally and all that, then it's a really hollowed out experience and you don't have much power. But your personal Voltron or your personal Power Rangers is when you stack your mind on top of your heart and top of your spirit and then use your body to like do something powerful and the other person is doing the same thing. That's when it becomes like this really meaningful event. And that's, I think, a big part of it. And I could see that recently too, is like, you need sex to mean something. Otherwise, the relationship stops meaning something after a period of time. It just, it's like how many empty conversations can you have with somebody before you just don't want to talk to that person anymore? Because you know exactly what you're going to talk about. Kind of, you know, the jokes, you can anticipate the same jokes that they're going to tell. You can anticipate exactly like where things are going to go. It's all predictable. And it's because you're not talking about anything deep. If you really go deep, you're like uncharted territory, even within yourself. There's still stuff within us that we don't understand. And when we allow ourselves to kind of be vulnerable, we can explore new parts of ourselves. And like true intimacy, I guess real sex is when you both allow yourselves to be vulnerable. And I had a conversation with somebody the other day, and it was that's what brought up this topic was practicing to be spiritually naked not physically naked. Everybody in the world, thanks to porn, knows about physical nudity and how that whole thing works. But do you think anybody, if you really look at porn and you really look at hookup culture and the way that we view sex, are any of those people really spiritually and emotionally naked while they're physically having sex? And the answer is, for the most part, no. For the most part, you go out of your way to not be spiritually, emotionally vulnerable and naked in front of somebody because that could hurt you. That's why people are much more likely to have sex in this kind of modern society than they are to say, I love you to each other. I love you comes after you've had sex in hookup mm. culture. So yeah, in essence, the idea of being spiritually and emotionally vulnerable, even if you want to do it, it takes practice because it's not an easy thing to do, especially if you have history with somebody. I guess in both, like if you're new with somebody, it's hard because you're still getting to know each other and learning how to trust each other. But also when you've been through stuff with another person, there's some pain sometimes, right? You get into fights and all that and letting yourself be vulnerable again is a skill for sure to bounce back. And that really impacts your ability to be intimate with somebody, truly intimate, like mm -hmm. to feel like you're really right there with them. I think this is one of the primary disadvantages and cons of masturbating or developing that habit of masturbation in porn because you're training your body and mind to be sexually aroused by self-centered sexuality, essentially. Sure. So when you are in a committed relationship, 
well, first of all, there are the ramifications on your body, right? If you've trained yourself, you'll only be stimulated by masturbating to specific content online. Even the act of having a sexual relationship is difficult because you've had that strong sexual imprinting, usually from a young age, on specific content, stimulating yourself in a very specific way. It's very, not a natural, it's very different, strikingly different experience to have real sex. And on top of that, there's the reality that you've developed the habit of satisfying yourself. So sex becomes of how can I satisfy myself? Maybe it's not intentional, but it's a habit that you bring with you. And then basically sex becomes self-masturbation through using someone else. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> Sure. And I've experienced that, right? And it's a terrible feeling. But this is like one of the many disadvantages and drawbacks of developing masturbation and why there's like a huge push and movement right now to like no fat, right? I think it's the actual organization or company that started. You know, once I once online used the term no fat in some forum and I got struck down. <laughs> they, they got is this people. trademarked? Yeah, apparently. <laughs> So this, it's like a movement. There's, there's a subreddit with almost 1 million people in it sure. that are practicing this and like posting every day. And it's a huge movement because people are seeing the benefits of it outside of just any spiritual or religious reasons, which are important, of course, but it's also because it's practical, right? It helps you focus. It helps you direct yourself in a productive way. If you can, because I think part of that is they don't want to be affiliated with spirituality or anything. And there's some people who are completely averse to any mention of spirituality. They just do it for very practical reasons. But the whole thing about, I remember hearing a lot of discussion about how drugs numb your ability, parts of your brain, but they numb your ability to really authentically connect to spirit, to God, because you've kind of messed with the wiring. So it's just harder to find that frequency of God because your brain's all jumbled up. But I would say the same thing is true of porn and that kind of stuff is it really jumbles the natural flow of your brain and it creates all these knots in the machinery of your sexuality. And to untangle that takes time. And I also wanted to mention while you were talking about you and Hitue, this idea of rhythm is so clear when you get married because <laughs> the other person that you're in a relationship with has always some different type of rhythm, whether it's sleep, like, oh, I'm a morning person and that person hates morning or <laughs> eating, right? How much you eat and when you're most hungry and what you eat at a certain time, you know, that's hunger rhythms. There's emotional rhythms, which are never the same, right? Mm -hmm. Men and women are very different, but also just people are so different one to the next, when they're happy, when they're sad. So there's all these rhythms that really factors into intimacy as well as like, you need to first build some really good momentum rhythmically with the other person where you're kind of working together and creating some sort of harmony. And then based on that foundation, then you come together physically. But it's hard to really jump from fighting to loving. And I know some people really advocate if you're fighting, have sex, and that will open things up. And maybe for all the Italians out there, that might work. But it really is hard to just forgive right? It's to go in like the heat of battle to be like, oh, let's forgive and love is again, I don't know, that was fake Italian. But just <laughs> this idea of let's just wipe away all the pain that we just experienced and hop back right into happiness without addressing. Uh, didn't you just call me a selfish jerk? Like, <laughs> like, I think that's still in me. Can we take that out yeah. first before we get back? So the process of like, really getting into a rhythm by apologizing by having good conversation. By praying together, meditating together, like going outside of talking, but communicating on a deeper level together, 
doing stuff together, you know, like going on a bike ride. And like that creates this rhythm where there's some natural harmony and synergy, right? You're creating like this invisible flow of something between you. And then based on that, then you make love. That's completely different, completely different. And that's all the work that you're doing in between. And that contributes to while you're physically naked, then to just naturally, like when you're in a good state with Hitue, it's so easy to just like grab her and hug her and kiss her, you know? This morning, yeah. With, exactly. It's just like, mm -hmm. because there's like a magnetic attraction. But when you're fighting, it's you do not feel welcome. <laughs> you do not. Yeah, I it's can like feel a it. do not disturb sign. <laughs> I all can over. feel it, yeah. <laughs> and say, I get very prickly, you know, when I'm upset. It's like, I have a look. And like my wife doesn't even come within a five meter radius. So that flow is really, really important. Mm -hmm. And it's all internal. Yeah, I totally resonate with that. To me, a part of that process is learning how to become a team, which is probably the cheesiest thing I've ever said. But that is very I think that is when the rubber hits the road. That's how couples can overcome literally any aggression or transgression in their relationship. Any difficulty is when they look at the issue as a team, as opposed to you're attacking me, you're offensive to me and taking defense. But how do we address this as a team? It's hard to do. Easier said than done. But that's really what it takes, right? If we talk about examples like pornography, when a spouse Together, if a couple can address the issue of the habit as a team, as opposed to you're doing this against me and I'm being offended, of course, it's difficult. But how do we figure out this as a team? How do we get educated? How do we get help and you know the support we need? Even couples that are going through the most egregious offenses like affairs, right? How do they get through that? Almost sounds impossible, but they do it through getting on the same page and repenting together and learning how to overcome it together and grow from the experiences together. For Hitu and I, I keep going back to my example because for me, this is the most real and raw example I can give is like you were saying, rhythm. For us, it was like monthly cycles. It was clearly that Hitoe has monthly cycles, right? PMSing and her mood swings were pretty hard for me to deal with. So until I started to actually research in like Wikipedia, like how does PMS work? And I was like, oh my goodness, this is actually like biochemically changing her body. And this is like her hormones are actually changing. It's not just, you know, a thing that people say. So I kind of got on the same page as her and the same team. And we're kind of able to manage that part of her life together, you know, through healthy alternatives and different teas and I don't know, different stuff she's doing. And then also like we decided to move from New Jersey to North Carolina. That was like a team effort. We're like, okay, well, that, let's well, that's the problem right there. You were in New Jersey. That's where all problems start. <laughs> that's part of the problem. Yeah. We love New Jersey. We love the people in New Jersey, not the place. <laughs> There you go. That's it, right? You, you Andrew, do well in politics, my friend. Andrew and I lived in like the same town at different times for years. So when we decided like, hey, let's figure out this together, instead of me thinking, oh, you're doing this because you hate me and I'm so offended, which is how I felt for years, and realizing like, okay, she's going through stuff. I get that. Let's figure out what we can do together. And that's what it takes to get the rhythm in check, I think. Absolutely. I like it a lot. And these rhythms, this idea of rhythm, and you mentioned it before of kind of going fast, you're speeding ahead. And that's the whole thing is like, yeah, because if you're out of sync rhythmically, one person is racing ahead, but probably in a different direction. Because if you're just off by a little bit over time, that ends mm. up being a huge, you feel like this giant void in your relationship. So then, yeah, racing doesn't work. And that's why more of something bad doesn't make you healthier. More junk food doesn't make you healthier. And you were mentioning that Hitoe likes 
fewer things, but good quality. And that seems very Japanese, by the way, <laughs> right? Like if you go to a Japanese restaurant, it's not huge portions like at Applebee's, but it's actually good food. <laughs> you could eat 10 plates of Applebee's and get the same nutritional level as like one cup of edamame at a sushi restaurant. So yeah, that quality versus quantity and like this idea, especially I think for guys. And now to dispel this, I've heard from a number of guys who their wives have much higher sex drives than they do. But obviously, that's kind of the exception to the <laughs> most most guys that we know generally want sex more than their wives. But looking at that, okay, more equals what? Does more equal better? Or does better equal better? And finding that rhythm of like, okay, let's say you want it five days a week, she wants it one day a week. How can you start to find a rhythm that where both of you start to want something similar? The guy gives up quantity for quality and the woman starts enjoying it more and wants more of it because it's more enjoyable. And a lot of times, like we know guys, we know plenty of guys who ruined the latter part of their relationship. Say they've been married, some of these people for 40 years. Mm -hmm. The second, third, and fourth decades of their relationship, they suffered a lot because their wives didn't really want anything to do with sex because in that first decade, they were really selfish. And they kind of torched the fields, so to speak. Dude, so the, the soil was not <laughs> fertile anymore. And the wife was like, yeah, no, this is not good for me. So I'm, uh, I'm out. And then the husband was like, come on, I need it. It's a need. But they were completely rhythmically off. What's really crazy to me is that it seems pretty obvious to me that we are designed to be selfless. Like the way that men and women warm up to sex in the bedroom, most for the vast majority of people, men and women's sex drive are different. Like if you're different, you're normal. And women take a long time, generally speaking, to warm up. And men generally are like instant pots and women are like slow cookers, right? So it's crazy that it's like, like you were saying, those couples that really struggle in the beginning of the relationship, more so than not, it was because one of them was not being taking time, not being selfless, instead of just trying to get the act done in order to satisfy themselves or procreate or whatever. And if you don't have that selflessness, you can't both sexually be satisfied. It's pretty cool, actually, to me. Yeah, that's Uncle Dave talks a lot about that in his couples talks, where a lot of people think it's just a cruel design flaw that mm -hmm. men are so quick to achieve orgasm and women are take a lot longer. But Uncle Dave always mentions that that's really to create that rhythm where you both meet in the middle. Mm -hmm. And that happens much more when you learn about the other person and care about them. Mm -hmm. And that's all spirit. You know, that's something, a practical way of understanding the spiritual side of sex. You don't have to worry about angels or anything like that because oh that starts to get really weird really fast. But just this thing that your body clearly yeah. wants to go fast and be selfish and your mind is kind of like more inclined to hang out with your body right they're like best buddies they're politically aligned they have the same desires politically is to like just be happy easily but then the spirit cares more about works with the emotion to slow the body down like the emotion tells the spirit hey can we slow this train down a little bit so we can enjoy it and then the spirit facilitates this whole thing from happening because it's not the body independent and it's not the brain, right? There's something beyond that, which is invisible, that is like a desire to want to please and can control the mind and can control the body. But you yeah. have to be kind of spiritually in it to win it first and foremost. And that's something that requires some diligence.
and some perseverance. And like, I'm constantly training my body to understand its place in this whole thing, that I take care of it, vitamins, good food and all that. But I also teach it that it's the servant to the rest of them. Or like, I don't know, servant's the hard word, but like, it's the youngest brother in this food chain. So like cold showers, waking up early, going to the gym really early in the morning, all this stuff is so that I can do the rest of it. You know what I mean? Like, so that I can get my spirit to tell my body to do what it wants rather than having the pendulum be in the side of the body because then you're kind of screwed, <laughs> I would yeah. say. If your body's running this ship, you are in trouble. That's, it's tricky, you know? Because yeah. it's a lie. The body and the mind always conspire together to be like, I oh, know, you can have another chocolate. No, it's fine. It's fine. Just another chocolate. Just another donut. Well, donuts are healthy, basically. It's just like bread and bread's kind of like healthy. So just have five donuts. <laughs> and you're like, yeah, you're right. But if you can kind of see them for these conniving little things that are like you need them and they're healthy, but they will work against you if they're not disciplined. And the same happens in the area of sex, for sure. It's like in order to really be present, you have to slow things down and that's completely spiritual because your body wants to go a million miles an hour like a bunny rabbit and be done quick. Mm -hmm. Your mind is just like along for the ride. <laughs> and then your emotions can get swept up in it. So it, internally is like okay rhythms that's the theme that came up today rhythms getting into the same rhythm and if you're single learning about your rhythms too learning about like when do you want to act out the most when do you feel the most sexual well guess what that's tied to your emotions it's tied to your spirit it's tied to your mental and physical well-being so what are your rhythms and when do you peak and when do you valley and start practicing understanding that and anticipating certain rhythms and if you're in a couple, to start understanding the other person's rhythms and to start learning how to get your spirit and emotions to train your body and your mind to tune into the other person rather than to race ahead. Because faster alone, stronger together, y'all, hmm. right? And in terms of sex, it's like, oh, yeah, faster. Yeah, good luck. <laughs> faster alone, yeah. for sure. See where that That's gets crazy. you. Yeah, this is a big, big old wake up call to me because it's very becomes very clear when you talk about this stuff that we're designed for something, right? We're designed to do more than we're doing right now as a society, as a culture. And people are waking up to this, right? Even like Elon Musk himself, the guy everyone looks to for anything <laughs> about anything, he talks about like um, not jerking off, right? I don't know if he talks about porn, but he talks about, I think he calls it semen retention or something, just the act of focusing your sexual energy. And he's like, yeah, this is a very ineffective use of our collective energy. And I read recently that on one website, one porn website, do you know how many hours per year we spend on that website? Five billion hours collectively. Amazing. per year and growing do you know how long like if you as one person sat down for five billion hours you know how long you'd be watching porn for it's six hundred thousand years <laughs> six hundred thousand years of porn watched every year anyways that blew my mind i was like man we god did not design us to do this god designed us for way more and i think that's really what we're touching on right here yeah because that's six hundred thousand hours of wasted bandwidth and energy focus like that's focused energy too that's extremely for you when you're watching porn you're focused you're not like also checking your emails <laughs> talking to folks talking to yeah. folks online <laughs> so that's extremely focused potent important energy that's being yeah. wasted for sure so guys and gals please listen up here the more that you can understand that the real spice of life is in the internal reality that you don't need anything else in order to be extremely happy and fulfilled and all that externally. 
what you need to be able to do is to find the joy within and find where you're lacking that joy. Start working on that a little bit internally. If you're in a relationship, you don't need to move out of New Jersey to be happy. All that did was facilitate Benji to be in a space where he could have the bandwidth to start recuperating and repairing. And my wife and I also physically moved many times, but it wasn't the geographical location. It was just we needed to be in the right place to be able to heal, right? And we needed to find the right community and blah, blah, blah. So please take care of yourself internally and watch what happens. I think a lot of people that we serve do not get this point and they belabor the pain. They extend their pain cycles because they don't understand that everything's like an internal game. This whole thing is an internal game. It's not about quitting porn. It's about being fulfilled. Like if you're a truly fulfilled person, you look at porn and you just cry because you're like so sad and small of humans. But you can't see that when you're in a relationship with it and when you have emotional ties and spiritual ties with it. So please look within, find your rhythms. If you're in a relationship, please invest in taking care of each other and learning how to flow with each other and watch what happens. Miracles will happen. Anything else, Benji? Oh, that's it. Thank you, Andrew. I'm all out of water. That's a good sign. I'm all out of saliva. We put it all on the court today. We gave it 100%, coach. So yep. hope you enjoyed it. If you have any questions, as always, let us know. If you're watching this on YouTube, oh, look at you. Look at you. You made it to the end. Write a comment. Share with your buddies. And if you're listening to this on some sort of podcast, we love you and we want to hear from you. So we'll talk to you next week. Peace. I hope you found that episode enjoyable. And before we go, I wanted to challenge you to take your life on, to take your life to the next level. And if you're struggling in any way with pornography, with masturbation, with issues of sexuality that just are not helping you at all, if you want to reclaim your life, reclaim your eyes and ears, your time, your energy, then take our free 15-day challenge. If you go to highnoon.org, you can find our 15-day challenge right there on the front page. Take it. It's absolutely free, no strings attached. We've designed it to help you gain some level of momentum in your journey of sexual integrity so that you can take the next step, whatever that may be. It could be to go to our deeper Ascend program, which is a 90-day program we have. It could be to reach out to that accountability partner. It could be to just take the whatever steps you need to take in your journey to build the life of heavenly sexuality that you deserve. So go to highnoon.org right now if you want to break up with porn and start to get engaged with the life of your dreams and eventually marry it. Doesn't it sound nice? So go to highnoon.org to find all of those resources and more. It's been a slice.